ready for this? I got one thing to say. Inside the ring. Outside the ring. That I just happen to be the greatest wrestling machine alive. It's all here. What a mega matchup. Universal Wrestling Podcast. I like this kind of party, baby. Welcome back to the Universal Wrestling Podcast, and golly, we got a good episode for you today. It's me, it's your host, Nick Dieterding, and we got two amazing guests on the program today. Let's start with the best Howard Finkel impression in the business. It's your boy, Jay, from Good Friends, Better Enemy Podcast. Jay, what's good, brother? Good evening, New Jersey! How you doing, man? Good, man. For having me on. Can you introduce the next guest? Oh, yeah. Maddie Daddy. Let's hear it, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Universal Wrestling Podcast, Maddie Daddy. Yes, sir. Maddie Daddy. What is good, brother? How are you? Oh, yeah. On the outside looking in. <laughs> doing the thing, yeah. Like nobody ever does before. My moment of spotlight. <laughs> I'm living my biggest nightmare. What's going on, Nick? What's going on, Jay? From Sarasota, Florida, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Pumped to be here. Oh, yeah. Maddie Daddy, Universal Wrestling Podcast. I'm freaking pumped, dude. Thanks for having me. Don't degrade the champion at any time. Maddie Daddy, right out of the ER. How's your son doing, by the way? He's doing good. Broken foot. Don't! No gimmicks. He's he's hitting it hard, hitting it fast, ready for the yeah. next match, baby. Ah, uh, crap. That's good. Jay, how you doing, man? How was the holidays? Uh, all things considered, doing well, man. I, I've been able to avoid uh, the uh, Omicron or Omicron or whatever they're calling it. Uh, so I, yeah. I think all things considered, life's pretty good. Excellent. Uh, I got good. food on the table and I got clothes on my back, roof over my head. Life is good. <laughs> That's awful. Yes, sir. Well, let's do what we do best. Let's crack open a cold one and talk some wrestling. Crack open a cold one. Maddie Daddy, what is the drink of choice tonight? Oh, yeah, baby. Cold beer on ice. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> Jimmy Hart's Tiki Bar. Uh, Maddie Daddy's drinking some Bud Light, man. I'm a light beer fan. I love, you know, just having a few drinks, still being able to go on with my night. Got a big one planned. So just some cold beer, as always. Yes, sir. And, Jay, I'll ask the same question. What is on the menu, brother? Uh, the menu tonight, unfortunately, is sparkling water, my friend. I oh, am uh, on the wagon till uh, Rumble, and then then the shots come a pouring. So yep, I'm gonna well, try to try to keep up shot for shot with every entrant. I'm not gonna make it through ooh. both Rumble matches. Yeah, so, wow, that's awesome, yes, sir. And I'm drinking some red red wine, red wine. <laughs> It's uh, some sort of like, uh, what did I say, Jay? Active fit, fit active. I don't know what kind of wine it is, but it's good. Um, So this is a wrestling podcast. So let's talk some wrestling. Day one was a few days ago. And well, Roman Reigns did not walk in with the title, but 
Brock Lesnar walked out with the WWE Championship. Yes, not the Universal Championship. We'll get into that. But let's talk the main event before we talk about any matches. Brock Lesnar wins the WWE Championship. So he beats who? He beats Seth freaking Rollins. He beats Bobby Lashley. What? He beats KO. (laughs) What? He beats Big E. Is this the right time and place for Brock Lesnar to be the WWE champion? Like you're saying, what? the fuck had no idea that this was going to happen i just thought it yeah. would be a complimentary piece it's the main event yep. not much storyline being formed here but per wwe usual sometimes they just throw out the book but i was really looking forward to roman reigns and yes. brock lesnar yeah man it, it was exciting to say the least i mean jay let's talk about the champion big e i mean <laughs> He's he can cut a promo like anyone I've ever seen. But for some reason, I just wasn't feeling it. Is that just me or is that all of us? Is that most of the WWE universe? I don't know. See, the thing with Biggie was he grew on me as the champion. He, he's grown on me yeah. over the last couple of couple of months. And I'll be the first to admit that I am not a regular current day product watcher. Our yeah. podcast that we do is basically more centered around nostalgic wrestling pay-per-views and things of that nature. So it's not a prerequisite for me to watch a lot yeah. of modern day stuff. I will say, though, that I completely understand the the reasoning behind them deciding to put the title on Lesnar. And here's why. Every time they have a moment or an issue where the card is subject to change, yeah. they've had to put, call an audible. They always want to present something that is better than what was originally advertised, if possible. So I think in Vince's mind, or in the creative team's mind, they thought, okay, we can't present Roman. He can't be here tonight. He's arguably the biggest draw in the company. So what's the next best thing? Let's put Brock and make it a five-way and have Brock win the title. Because I think in their mind, that's what would be satiating the fans in terms of expectation with this curveball being thrown at them. Yeah, and Maddie too. I mean, let's look at it. Brock Lesnar is a draw. I don't care what right. anyone says. He is a draw. I mean, the next night on Monday Night Raw, it looked like the place was packed. And I know they've been having issues, not just WWE, WWE, but AEW as well. I just don't know if the modern day wrestling fan wants to see Big E lose. I mean, I love that Bobby Lashley was at it. I love that KO and Seth were, you know, playing tag team. It, it, it was a very entertaining match. You know, I, I was hoping that it would go a little bit longer, but it didn't. Well, and like you said, they've just kind of moved on from Big E. They've already announced it's Bobby Lashley, it's Brock Lesnar. So to me, he's almost already an afterthought. Yeah. When you, you're on the road to WrestleMania, you wanted to feel like, you know, Big E was carrying his brand. Yeah. So to me, I'm perplexed. I'm the biggest Brock Lesnar advocate when it comes to wrestling. My client. <laughs> right. That big match feel. You feel like he is going to just go in there and exactly. smash ass. He's yeah, a draw. So yes. It's, I get it, but I would have liked them maybe to draw it out. Maybe Big E gets that rematch and yeah. then kind of build that storyline with uh, Lashley going forward. Yeah. And Jay, I mean, we've been waiting a long time to see Lashley go one-on-one with Brock Lesnar, and we're going to get it. And I am stoked for it. I mean, are you looking forward to the match as well or what? I very much am. Uh, You know, it's so funny, though, with uh, with wrestling Twitter and wrestle wrestling social media, that as soon as we hear that we're getting this match that I personally am really excited to see. I've been waiting years to see it. Hell yeah. So many people are like, oh, they should have waited till mania. Oh, they should have done this. They should have done that. 
So yeah. it's like that old that old thing that you can never please wrestling fans. You no. know, you, they'll always find something to bitch about. No, I'm really excited for the match. And I'll say about day one, I thought the main event at day one was probably the best in-ring presentation they've had for a main event on pay-per-view since SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really entertaining match. And I mean, if you compare day one to Survivor Series, there's no comparison. Day one blew it out of the water. And there's spots for those types of matches. I don't want to see it at WrestleMania main eventing, you know, three or four man fatal four way. I don't want to see that. But for day one, dude, five, it was phenomenal. Because like you said, it was always entertaining. We talked a little bit off air about Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. Let's hear it, Maddie, Daddy. Going into this match. You, you see kind of live as, like I said, with Big E, kind of an afterthought. Yeah. And she came in here, technical wrestling. You know, we always see Becky sell like one of the best or the facial expressions. Yeah. But to me, this was the match of the night. I was just, I think I went into it kind of like, eh. And I was yeah, blown yeah. away by the work ethic of these two, the chemistry. Phenomenal. All around, yeah, day one to me was a smash. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, just that uh, that sunset flip spot alone. Was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was that was a, it was it gave me a newfound respect for Liv Morgan. I don't necessarily think that I really equated her with great in-ring work, not yeah. because she is can't work. Right. It's just that I haven't watched enough of her matches cl- with in close enough detail yeah. or the big enough spotlight to really notice all that much. Yeah, uh, it's tough with three hours of raw to be, you know, really paying attention yeah. to every every moment that's yeah. presented to us. Uh, but in terms of that match, I think that, you know, to coin a phrase, it was a coming out party for Liv, Liv Morgan. She was really, really on her game. And I already noticed a couple of weeks ago that her promo work is really, really strong. So she seems like she's being able to put connect all the dots here. And I think yeah. she's going to be a player in 2022. Agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I do see certain spots in her match where it's like, oh, that, that that's just not great but then again that happens to becky that happens to charlotte that happens to you know any single wrestler there's certain spots in the match where it's like oh well, that didn't really connect but yes i agree she's getting there i'm not too uh, i don't know how good she is on the mic but yes you're right she is getting better for sure let's go into one more match uh, we got to talk about it the usos First, the new day. It started really slow. I was thinking, you know what? I don't think they can capture this magic once again, but they did. And it was great. I actually thought the new day was going to win here, but no, the Usos won. I just thought sort of like, uh, well, if Roman's not there, maybe they'll play into that. Usos lose. And then Roman comes back. Yo, I wasn't there. What the hell happened? You lost, but they won. And I loved it. Any uh, opinions on that match? I got one. Uh, you know, King Woods, Xavier Woods, man. Yeah. Felt like the crowd felt him. I loved when he came in, some of the moves he was doing. I feel like he's almost elevated himself yeah. as well to maybe that underdog that you could break away yeah. for a singles run. I'm not saying be champion or carry the flag, but yeah, I could I could see him make some moves in the rumble, you know, get be a crowd favorite moving forward. Jay, did you get to watch that one? Yeah, I did. And I, you know, I'm kind of biased only because I'm just truthfully, I'm so over the new day gimmick. I feel yeah. like it's really, You're really not the long. Only one, the point. You know? I feel like it's something that it's almost like what we did with the shields. Like, why don't we break them up yeah. for a while? And then, you know, it's a license to print money. If you then bring them back yeah. and you have them reunite, say a couple of years down the road, I think that's the big difference for me in terms of yeah. uh, big E's title run, as opposed to Kofi Kingston's is I feel like he did separate himself a bit 
from, I mean, he's on a different brand and all the rest and he had different music. He was still doing a little bit of the new day gimmicky stuff, but it wasn't nearly as strong. Um, He was just, he was dejected and distraught on Monday after losing the title. Unlike Kofi was throwing pancakes the next week. So I do definitely feel like, you know, Biggie did separate himself. And I think that's why I bought, I I bought more into his title run. And, and, and I really don't think that his, his ascent to the top is over. I think he will wear championship gold again in this calendar year. Yeah. And I mean, let, let's be honest. He could win the Royal rumble. I mean, that that's on the board there. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if they would waste it on biggie. Cause I don't think he needs that push, but that would be cool to see. Yeah. I mean, for me, I like everybody's talking about, it's going to be Lesnar versus reigns and maybe title for title. Yeah. Um, I personally, would like to see them go in a different direction. R- Lesnar versus Reigns, I feel like they've done so many times. Now, obviously, there's a new wrinkle with Lesnar being yeah. uh, being a face this time. And I'm pretty confident that this whole uh, Paul Heyman situation is going to end up being a swerve. I think that he's going to swerve Lesnar and go back with Reigns. I would rather see like a Lesnar versus Big E match at WrestleMania. Because it's not this WrestleMania. It's next WrestleMania. Supposedly, it's going to be The Rock and Roman Reigns. But I mean, if you if you think about it, Roman Reigns cannot hold on to the title until then, right? I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see him hold on to the title for another year. Because he's not going to lose against The Rock, let's be honest. So that's why I honestly thought Rock was going to take the title at day one. Because I feel like he's not stale and the storyline's probably the best I've seen in years. But I, I just don't know how long he can hold on to the title. But I'm in lo- I, I love it, to be honest. Like I said, Lesnar's a draw. We need something on Raw. So it's, it's a delight to see. And Heyman's back in his prime form. He was tan as hell. He looked good. He was on the mic. You know, yeah, I'm excited for the Rumble. It's the first time I've been legitimately excited for an event since SummerSlam. And I mean, even I think SummerSlam last year blew WrestleMania out of the water in terms of my interest level. I think WrestleMania was a little flat. I mean, the big draw for me was seeing people back in stands more than anything else. But I will (laughs) say that if if I could kind of book fantasy book this, I would love to see them heat Drew McIntyre back up because I think that that match we got between Lesnar and McIntyre at WrestleMania a few years back was very anticlimactic, obviously because of the fact that they're in the PC and everything else. But I think that given the opportunity, those guys should go 15-20 and tear the house down. It would be a train wreck uh, in a good sense, a car crash, Hard hitting match that I think we really need to see, but they re- need to heat. They need to heat McIntyre back up because him get uh, you know battling with Happy Corbin. I right hated it. Done. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I, I got, mean, I got I got some fantasy it. booking for Lashley Lesnar. Let's get the hurt business back together, man. Why don't they yeah. cost Lesnar the title? I always like that team that kind of you know, surrounding Lashley with these other talent and they can kind of gang up on people. I would love to see the Hurt Business be reformed. I could see it too, but I think they tried and I I don't know what happened, but Alexander, I I don't think we've seen him. And I mean, he does like single matches, but it's like once every other, like three months and then Shelton Benjamin, you know, Hall of Famer for sure. He's just, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. yes, there needs to be that wrinkle. There needs to be something like that. Say, like, I like the idea of putting the Hurt, lo- hurt uh, Business back together. because they Hurt Locker. The Hurt yeah. Business back together. Whereas, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we, need, we need to get them back together at some point, I think. But at the same token, I do think that for the purposes of this match, 
yeah. coming up at Rumble. I kind of like the one-on-one. I kind of like the idea of the two mouthpieces, especially because you now have oh, yeah. a bit more vocal. Then maybe, I don't know, maybe you could do it in an angle, since we're talking about fantasy booking, maybe you do a thing where the Hurt Business comes out to try to interfere and they cost right. Lashley the match. Ooh. And then Lashley just goes off on those guys because like they it. thought they're helping them and he they actually cost him the match that might be a fun, a fun a hell of a wrinkle right there i like that yeah yeah, yeah. what's a what's a bigger draw because i feel like it's going to be Big E versus one of these guys if it's going to be lesnar or bobby lashley i feel like it's i mean yeah seth and and uh, ko were there but i think they're going to form a tag team i hope not because i like them as single wrestlers but i mean it, it would be interesting to see you know there's a lot of names that are still on the, on the roster right now that we could get really, really solid. Like, I don't want to mean to keep going to the Lesnar well, but I feel like there are so many matches that we haven't seen yet. I think would be tremendous. I was at a house show back in 2017 and it was Lesnar versus um, Kevin Owens. And the match wasn't very long, but I mean that they had a dynamic chemistry. I think those two guys going one-on-one would be amazing. But if you're asking like in terms of WrestleMania, I think for sure, between the two, I would be wanting to see Lesnar versus Big E. What do you think, Maddie Daddy? I just don't know if they go that route. I think they yeah. I think they stay the trajectory with Reigns and Lesnar. And I could see Big E and Bobby Lashley with the hurt business and New Day yeah. or something like that. Uh yeah. It's it's tough. It's because who's gonna win the rumble? That's another big wrinkle. Yeah. Somebody has to fight for a title. Are they fighting Lesnar? Are they fight Reigns? Exactly. Who's gonna get elevated? So a lot of intrigue heading into the road to WrestleMania. Yes, well, the sir. other thing we have discussed is, you know, Goldberg still has one match on his contract. Is he going <laughs> oh, to be in the rumble match? Is he going to do a retirement match at mania? The reason I ask is because I don't know how many people are hot on raw. I mean, yeah, if you're going to do Lesnar and Reigns yeah. on SmackDown, so you've kind of, you know, shot your wad on that. And then what yep. do you have for raw? I mean, who's really hot on raw? Other than, I guess Orton, but Orton's probably going to be with, with, um, RK bro. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really see who the main event clearly is, you know, unless it is going to be Lashley or or Big E. Who's at that level right now on raw? I don't see it. I mean, we've seen a lot of Vince McMahon and that was with Austin theory. If you're going to get a rub by Vince McMahon, I think it's going to be something special for that superstar or that wrestler. So I I don't think he's going to main event, but that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. I love Austin theory. I think he needs to do a little bit less hop and jump and all that. Cause he's a big kind of, he's a big guy, but uh, I could see him not main eventing, but maybe even winning the rumble again. I don't know if he needs it because he's been on the, um, He's been uh, getting the rub by Vince. So it's it's entertaining, man. It, it really is. It, unfortunately, there's a lot of things going on that we do not like, like the releases. Like today, we're recording on uh, January 5th, Wednesday. Regal was released. Road Dog was released. I mean, there's a lot of bad things happening, but there's always something good to to, to look forward to. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Any, any last words before we get on to the next segment? I, I think for me... Just a, a thought just occurred since we were touching on your like predictions and fantasy booking. I feel like maybe the way to book Austin Theory strong is going into Mania. Maybe you have him do a feud with Shane. You can do that. You can do that. Damn. That, tell that story where, you know, Austin Theory's become like Shane, you know, like Vince's yeah. pseudo son, son and he's become yeah. a father figure to him type thing. And Shane gets pissed off. Yeah. And, you know, then you can have Austin Theory go over at Mania or what have you. But yeah. you get a big time rub from him by having uh, Sh- wrestle Shane. And then you could have Vince involved as well in some way. 
Yeah, and we got to bring back Hornswoggle because wasn't he his son too? <laughs> Illegitimate yeah, we'll child. A, yeah. We'll put Hornswoggle on a pole. There you go. There you go. All right, let's do it. Let's get on to the next segment. Entertain the idea. Something's got to give here. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Let's, for this segment, we're going to entertain the idea and build the next stable in WWE or AEW or Impact, whatever company you want to start with. So I'm going to start. And I, I love this guy. He's so good. And I don't know if he's ever going to return in ring, but he's so good on commentary. I want Corey Graves as my manager for the team that consists of Wesley and Nash Carter, NSK. They are so good in NXT, but I think they need that that next move. And I know they have a, they gotten a little rub by Riddle. If you watch NXT, um, I just I just think. Corey Graves on the mic is phenomenal work. And I think, you know, he is trying to get back into the ring, but for right now, put him on as a, put him as a manager, dude, he can go one-on-one with Paul Heyman. That's how good I, you know, I think he is. What do you guys think? I like, uh, I like all those guys. Like you said, Corey Graves hasn't been used really other than commentary. Yeah. We've saw what he has to offer on the mic and even that he can't wrestle. I think he could be used a lot more. Yeah, I think it's he, nice. It's it's there's a good sound to it, and I like the idea that you're utilizing some talents that really haven't really been exposed to the main 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 roster yet, and you know haven't yeah. really gotten the opportunity to debut in any kind of way to a large seg- segment of the audience. So to bring yeah. those guys in with Corey Graves, I think gives them the rub, gives them this exposure, and of course, you know they have immediately have some legitimacy if they come together with Graves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it, boys. Who wants to go first? Jay? I kind of feel like I want to do like a throwback type deal to the Dangerous Alliance. I feel I feel like I'd love to see the Usos with Reigns, with oh, Eamon. Yeah. And then I want to put Lesnar in there too, all of them together. Damn. And then when she comes back, if she comes back, because I'm pretty sure she's going to have one more match in WWE, I also want to put Ronda Rousey in there. I so can got a see Dangerous that. Alliance and then try to, you know, trying to penetrate that that wall right you have the tag you have the women's division sewn up you have the main event picture sewn up so then it's like who can you possibly have on the roster that can you know yeah break this faction right yeah and i feel like ronda needs to come back i know she's she had a baby or she's in she is pregnant i don't know exactly but dude she was so fun to watch and she is also one of those draws that you don't think of you know lesnar yeah i mean he's coming back so many times and it's like okay okay i'm tired of this but still a draw and so is ronda yeah so is so is ronda yeah needle mover roman reigns and paul Heyman. yeah i just feel like i need more of that you know i know they're doing their angle right now with lesnar and roman and all that i just i need more of that so i would love to see that let's hear it maddie daddy i'm going AEW. i'm going bullet club you know we've got the young bucks we've got adam cole bobby fish kyle o'reilly o'reilly i'd love to see maybe a aj styles gallows and anderson and like kenny omega or something like this just kind of all these moving pieces kind of just meet like like some i think omega would make a great face as well so just kind of have him go up against the young bucks the new leader with cole and all that i would love to see that kind of wrinkle in AEW. jay what do you think i think that's uh pretty good there brother yeah no i like that a lot it's actually it it brings up a, a question is 
some of these guys that are maybe in their mid early to mid forties that are in WWE right now, like an AJ styles, do you see them finishing out their career in WWE and retiring there? Or do you think we're going to get like an AJ styles doing something like maybe a year long run in, in AEW at some point? What do you guys think? Yeah. I'd love I mean, to I, see it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Nick said, it's fucking awesome. AJ styles is a one in a lifetime wrestler. Yeah. So to see him kind of finish it off in AEW would be all the feuds and everything else. It'd be like a, you know, AJ styles retire tour. It'd be perfect. Yeah. And I don't want to say they're wasting AJ styles, but I do not enjoy the Omos and AJ styles angle. I know he's winning, a, you know, titles quietly winning a lot of titles i get it he's a hall of famer but i i need to see something more so that stable would be uh kick ass there well we talked about the new generation before i mean back in the day when i was growing up and i was what started watching raw and watching wwf at the time we yeah. had a magazine called raw magazine and it used to they used to have the standings there were four belts there was the or rather three titles there was the tag team championship the intercontinental championship and the wwf championship so that's back in back when the championship meant something. Nowadays, there's so many titles and so much hot potatoing of the titles. I really don't think that accumulating, you know, t- title title victories and, and title reigns means nearly as much as it did 25 years ago. I mean, look at Charlotte Flair. It took her, her, her dad, you know, the better part of 35 years to win 16 championships, allegedly. She's done like, yeah. what, 10 in, in five years? Titles don't really mean anything anymore. They really have become props in my mind. I wanted to ask you guys, like, what is your favorite stable of all time? Just because we're talking new generation, we're talking these, you yeah, know, kind of things. Yeah. I want to know what what is the one that, like, hooks you? Is it Evolution, the Horseman? Is it, you know, Million Dollar Man's Corporation? What is your go-to, guys? Jay, you want to take this one first? It's a tie for me with the NWO and the Heart Foundation. Yeah, I was going to say NWO. I really did like Evolution. I think that was really – it was just cool to see. You know, legendary Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy – uh, Batista just had a good chemistry all together. Maddie, what do you do? You have any? Yeah, man. I I think about this one all the time, but it's the NWO. It's the Hogan heel turn. Yeah. It's literally being like Jay, a new generation fan, yeah. and tuning into WCW, watching the re- replays afterwards or during Raw, because yeah. I have Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, I have Big Daddy, Cool Diesel, and I have Hulkamania, brother. Yeah. On WCW. So to me, I mean, I like DX, but yeah. you can't beat that that superstardom right there. No. And I think yeah. that was the biggest, you know, draw in wrestling ever, honestly. NWO. I mean, it was be. so it was so hot and it was so good for so, you know, for a short amount of time that I don't think it'll ever be duplicated again. Yeah, I have to throw I also have to throw in Camp Cornette. As well. Ooh, I like that one too. Yeah, I'm a WrestleMania 12 mark. So getting to see Yoko, uh, Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts versus Vader, uh, yeah. Bulldog, and Owen. As a kid, I was marking out. I was like, this is the best opener in the yeah. world. Yeah, I think it was I, I think it was one of the more underrated openers in WrestleMania history, actually. And I remember one of my favorite one of my favorite parts was the entrance for the faces. They amalgamated all the theme songs. So as they were walking oh, yeah, to the yeah, ring, yeah, you yeah. got like the Jake song oh and then God. you got the Ahmed and <laughs> yeah. then Yoko. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And WrestleMania 12, I think it might be the only WrestleMania that has a Hall of Famer in every single match. Wow. It's it's very good. I uh, that's awesome. 
I think that's up there with WrestleMania six as my like, you know, cream yeah. of the crop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to think like the nation of domination, the heart foundation. I mean, the list goes on Nexus. If you're a current wrestling fan, the corporation, I mean, there's a lot of good stables. So yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm going with evolution. I thought that was so cool to see. And that's when I was, you know, kind of young. Cause I'm only 31 and I just, I don't know. That was just really cool for me to see. Let's get on with the next topic, and that is since we're entertaining the idea, gentlemen, now that Big E lost at day one, who is next to win the first world title? Maddie, Daddy, I'll start with you, brother. What do you got here? Man, this is tough because there's not – I don't feel like the build's been there for a lot of guys yeah. that hasn't won the title. But me being selfish, I don't know if it'll ever happen. I don't know if I'd like it, but I'd love to see Matt Riddle and Lesnar fight. Like, let's yeah. go ahead and see that. And then maybe you have a Heyman turn and you get Riddle with Heyman. And yeah, then, you something. know, just, just feeds the beast for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Damn, we should have called this episode Fantasy Booking 101. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Feels Jay? Like I, I see you. Uh, you're uh, smiling over there. What do you got here? Yeah. So, so I'm, it's funny cause we're all kind of like gravitating towards Lesnar. It's funny how that kind of uh, changes yeah. the dynamic. Once you get the title on him, it's kind of what I was driving at earlier is it kind of opens up a world of possibilities in terms of uh, challengers. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of feel the same as, as, uh, as you guys, I'd like to see Lesnar do the job to someone, Yeah. but I think the match I want to see, if it's not going to be McIntyre, I think I'd really love to see, um, Brock Lesnar versus Cesaro for the championship. Yep, that was my guy. That was my or, pick. Or Walter. Damn, two of my picks. I mean, let me run down the list. Austin Theory, I'm a big fan, but still, I mean, he's very young. Montez Ford, I think he has a big, bright future. Pete Dunn, dude, come on. Come to the main roster. I need to see you go one-on-one with Brock. Roman, Big E, Seth. I mean, the possibilities are endless for uh, Pete Dunn. Roddy Strong, I'm a huge fan of Roddy. Walter, like you said, I mean, the list goes on and on. Shinsuke, does he count? Because I feel so like good. he he won, but he didn't he didn't win the Universal. So I guess I don't really think so. But I would love to see another championship run with uh, Shinsuke. I honestly didn't even remember he was on the roster. I thought he'd been released. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Is he still the Intercontinental Champion? Yep, he didn't even have a match at day one. Terrible, come on. Terrible. Well, I think he was yeah. going to with maybe Dolph or somebody, but something happened. Plans fell through. Vince said, this is not good shit, and we didn't get the <laughs> match. This, uh, this has been really, really fun, guys. I appreciate it. Give the people what they want. Jay, where can we find you? Well, thanks very much for having me on, fellas. Uh, you can catch us on uh, the Counted Out 7 YouTube channel, uh, as well as www.countedout7.com. There's a lot of great content out there. We've collaborated with some other podcasts as well and done some great stuff on there. We've had Nick. You've been a guest on our show a few times. Yes, on sir. social media, you can catch us on Twitter at good underscore enemies and on Instagram at good double underscore enemies. And we are just about to debut our first uh, episode of the year coming out on Monday, this upcoming Monday. Sweet. And uh, actually, Nick, you're going to be a guest. Yes, I'm not going to uh, uh, let the cat out of the bag in terms of what we're going to do. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's a pretty fun concept and uh, it is Royal Rumble related. So I'm looking forward to to being involved with the, with you on that. And thanks again for having me on. This is a lot of fun, guys. Absolutely. Maddie, Daddy, take a sip of your beer and tell the viewer, the listeners where we can find you. 
Pumped to be here, Universal Wrestling Podcast. I've went back and listened to the episodes, the year mark, the creative control with you know the behind the scenes look you've put. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For wrestling fans, I love it. Thank you for having me. If you want some Absolutely. more of the Maddie Daddy, Maddie Daddy presents the Wrestling Mat. I do wrestling rewinds, a lot of sound bites, whatnot. Um, next episode coming out, it's Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. It's going to be a little bit of shorter, but we're going to talk their tag runs, their intercontinental runs, and their heavyweight runs, and kind of s- compare which do you like a heel Shawn Michaels or a face Bret Hart more? Things like that. Um, yeah. also, also, I do some fantasy football. If you guys are into that, that's my main squeeze, like Luna. <laughs> Just always hitting it hard, hitting it fast, talking wrestling. Jay, Nick, it's been a pleasure. My yes, trip. Oh man, yes, you just popped me with the Luna. That's funny. And you can find us on uh, Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. Peace, peace, yeah, peace. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on the web at uwpod.com. You've got mail. Or send us an email. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Info at uwpod.com. Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nobody does it better.